Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined as always by my lovely, wonderful, wearing a Lakers hat, co-host Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Aloha. Aloha. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today we are talking about... Drive like Shehu, Yehu. I think it's... Uh, I think it's I think it's G Hugh. G Hugh. G Hugh. I looked up like four or five different pronunciations and they all kind of revolved around G Hugh. Well, that's more than I did, which I should have done. It was bothering me to no end to figure out how to okay. pronounce the name of I've heard everything. I've heard Yehu. I've heard because it's a Hebrew, it's a Hebrew word. Mm, and yes. all in you know, ancient Hebrew, Y's were J sounds, Jehovah, you know, spelled with a Y. Oh yeah. So I think people thought it was Yehu, but it's I think it's G Hugh. G Hugh. Also, this is every uh, yeah every album ever. If I can, if you want to support us, I'm sure you do. Subscribe on YouTube.com/slash every album ever. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends all the stuff. You can do that. Please do that for the love of God. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture, where you can stay up to date with the artists that we are currently covering. I post stories and all that. Yada yada yada. Uh, if you want to send any emails, suggestions for artists, hate, love, maybe some commenting on the current artists that we're covering, you could send everything you want to everyalbumever at gmail.com. As always, there will be a Spotify playlist on Drive Like Jihu. Uh, there should be a link in the description of wherever you're listening or watching. We got playlists associated with every single episode. So please listen to those uh, at everyalbumever.com or on Spotify directly. You know, all good stuff. But yes, this is going to be. A 10-minute episode. I think we got 45 in us minimum. Okay. All right. I, 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 it's an optimistic, but realistic. Realistically yeah. optimistic. Yeah. And I should say, um, this wasn't a request, but Robbie Westerberg requested Rocket from the Crypt. And these bands are kind of linked together. Yeah. Well, not kind of. They are. It's all genres. All genres. It's not uh, Rick. Uh, what's his face? <sighs> the singer. The main singer. Oh, Rick Froberg. No, yeah. it's all. It's all John genres. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we decided this is shorter, cleaner. Uh, we're gonna do this. Uh, hold on to your butts. Rocket from the crypt. Well. It'll get, it'll, we'll get there. And it's in there. It's, a thing, it's coming, Robbie. It's a thing that's more a sign of my neuroses than Alex's, where I like to do things in chronological <laughs> order always. So even that even includes bands that we do. Like I had, I insisted on covering minor threat before Fugazi, even yeah. though Fugazi was requested first. Mm -hmm. So it's just a thing I like. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Uh -huh. They started at the same time. That's right. But I think this because Rocket had a longer career. It do, it does make more sense to do. It does seem like Drive was a like a a really brief uh, like a, a star that's shown too bright for its own good. It died out quickly. Way kind of band. way too ahead of their time. Oh, it's in, it's insane. And this is a band they reunited a few years ago. I remember when that happened. And I was super I feel like an idiot for not. So do I. But the thing uh. is, it was at a time where I was really over going to shows and I was really, really over paying a lot for shows. Mm -hmm. Like I was not, not, not even going to hear it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so like <clears throat> my, uh, my drummer at the time, I think he went to them and he was like bragging about it. And he went to all the shows that I missed when they reunited, like Jizz Lizard, which I'll never forgive myself for missing <laughs> that one. He, I think, uh, at the drive-in as well, like all the ones yeah. that you should 
definitely not miss because yeah. you don't have no idea if they're ever going to come back. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, G Hugh was definitely one of those, and it sucks, but goddamn. There was. It's also a band that I discovered uh, not late, but I, not not late. Yeah, I discovered them late. I was definitely listening to them when the <laughs> reunion yeah. was happening. I just, I don't know. This couldn't work up. The uh, the chutzpah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the it's and it's also I I didn't even hear the first album until way after the second album, like way after. So this is the first time I really fucking gave a thorough listen to the first album, like repeatedly. Interesting. Uh, I mean, it, we're not going to be saying anything fucking out of the out of what's already been said. They're a good band. They're really, really it fucking had no business existing when they existed. Mm-hmm. Really influential and I, I remember thinking this when i first heard them so much uh that i have heard so many bands that wish they were this band yes and they just nowhere close nowhere it, close to how good they were really and you, and you can hear a lot of bands in uh yahoo um like like man most people love that at the drive-in album relationship of command this is like laying the groundwork for mm-hmm. relationship of command and at the time emo in the 90s emo was not even close to what it was today no this, no the, like rights of spring and drive that was considered emo same same with embrace who i'll never stop yeah. mentioning i'll never stop mentioning embrace and it somehow got twisted and turned into this monster this freakish yeah awful genre but it became a cronenberg type thing for sure yeah so very very like interesting all the genres they have their their fingers in also like math rocks yeah. and noise stuff it it's one of the best stews that's one thing about ever. about drive that I, I really really love um their mathiness never comes across as brainy no. you're never trying to figure it out it's yeah. just complicated but you just it, it isn't it's, it's not like it's never forcing it down your throat or anything. Yeah, it's never doing it for the sake of doing it. Never. It's it always complements the song very well. It's always perfectly perfectly fits in the song. And one thing that's really unique to this band that uh another thing that everyone tried to copy that I think did not land with everyone else is so they do a lot of guitar interplay, two guitar players two, always doing two different things mm-hmm. at once. And if you just isolate one of them it's fucking nonsense. They're hitting there's just yeah. wrong notes and just fuck like it sounds like they're fucking up. Yet for some reason it just mixes well. It's mm-hmm. like it's like what Fugazi did, but way more It's angrier. Like, it's angry. It's way more like a almost like a caveman version of Fugazi. It's it's not really like musical. Mm-hmm. It's more it's more noisy. They're more noise rock than anything else. But it it's just weird, like three stooges situation. We just cram it all together and it fucking sounds amazing it's just everyone's so good but if you take one if you take something out individually it'll sound like cacophony it'll sound like ass interesting i'm gonna keep an ear out for that next time i listen to them very Um, interesting stuff yeah the technical proficiency of them is just crazy um while doing research i noticed a lot of critics would compare them to like an orchestra or symphony and that's kind of like a cool lens to mm. 
Wait, how so? How would they do that? It's fucking blowhards. The, the way they build build up their songs right, and right. deconstruct and right. like so the the way in my brain like i didn't think about this until uh researching for this episode jet like you is in my brain the noise rock isis they're just they, the masters yeah. of building up a thing using one baseline one motif one kind of uh musical idea and then we're just going to keep layering and we're going to throw a bunch of shit on there and we're going to change the guitar uh, line completely so that now it has a different feel. Bassline still hasn't changed, yep. but now the song feels differently. It's just, it's fucking so smart. It's, it's funny because they cite Slint, The Wipers, Annoy, and Sonic Youth Not as bad. influences. And I can hear like, yeah, you take all those black bands and you put them in a blender and this is, this what is exactly like. yeah, absolutely. what it comes out. It's really wonderful because like, uh, you you, you can kind of get if you listen to like a little bit of the, of their music, you you kind of get this idea that they're this really noisy, uh, all the time, angry, pissed off. But they do they when they dip low, when they go quiet, it's oh, like, dude. or when they go melodic, it's yeah. rare, but it's like oh whoa, Whew. oh goddamn, this band is really impressive. And uh, one more really unique thing about them, I think anyway, is uh, Rick's voice is. Just one of a kind. It's I really love his voice. He's one of the most like diverse singers ever, and he's playing rhythm guitar too. Yeah. And it like when you listen to it, you're like, oh, it's probably like they probably have a dedicated singer because it's so intense. Yeah. But oh, this dude's playing guitar while singing. Yeah, yeah. And his voice, it's like he he forever sounds 19 and pissed off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it's really high. It's really uh, raspy, I guess. He's mostly screaming, but it's like it's always just really, really high, honest. Uh, but I can't imagine uh, another another voice fitting with this style more. Like yeah, if you, if you had like a guttural dude on this, it would be like kind of or if you got a dude trying to sing clean, yeah. this kind of music, it just wouldn't. It's just I the guess, perfect voice for it. I guess you could, and the the evolution went whiny yeah the evolution did go whiny it for sure uh so this is like man everything i love about this style god damn it i'm 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 getting too ahead of myself i'm gonna start <laughs> gushing for like forever but uh i don't know what other bands from this era could even be compared to these guys i don't know because this was like grunge was happening and these guys just said no we're gonna do i guess unique for the time because i feel like the the phrase is kind of a little overdone but it's so interesting they like watching or in hindsight like grunge is gonna blow up Mm -hmm. and these guys are like we're just gonna like take this form of punk rock and garage rock and this is how we hear it. And yeah. Super, super complex without, again, not being brainy or, or abrasive or it's abrasive, but it's not like, like, it's not, it's not like it doesn't come across to the mind as like experimental annoyingness. Yeah. If you hear someone listening to this, you don't think like, a, it's not like a dream theater thing where like, oh, they're, they're a snob. Oh, right. Yeah. It's not these, these feel like, like honest dudes. Yeah. That are just way too talented 
for like anyone like well, how these guys have no business being this talented mm-hmm. um all music called them the most progressive post-hardcore band that's also uh i would that's probably accurate even yeah. though i don't like agreeing with that, all music or any critics really but uh like i think of uh <clears throat> like no one's no that's like a like a band like it, it oh, doesn't yeah. sound anything like them but it's like the closest thing you think of like yeah they're they have that punk spirit but they're just really com- complicated and they're really talented but these guys just there's something really really there's like a fire yeah and i, I don't they, i feel like that fire didn't even translate to the bands like hot snakes i love hot snakes but i don't think that's not the same it's it's rick right rick's it, his band afterward no uh, that's well it's it's definitely two, rick singing two of them are in hot snakes it's hold gotta, on i'm gonna google it as well i know reese is in hot snakes and um and rocket yeah, Rick is in Hot Snakes. Yeah, and then the Obits as well, I think, is uh, his other band. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, they're fine bands. I do like Hot Snakes a lot, um, at least like the first few albums. Uh, it's not, it's, they're cool, but it's, there's something, there's like a, I don't know, like, I hate, I'm not going to say the term lightning in the bottle, I swear to God. But you know I'm thinking it when I yeah, think of Yeah, just say it. No, no. <laughs> it was, because this was uh 91 94 and it sounds more like 2000 to 2010 yeah yeah holds up timeless timeless but we might as well start before we keep like padding the episode with like gushing and stuff uh i feel like we were very informative right now yeah uh they have two albums like we said the first one like he just said right now literally uh 91 first one last one was 94 uh, and let's get into it. This is the self-titled debut, Drive Like Jihu. I love this song. Covered by the old Deftones. That's right. Yeah. I hope people are rolling their eyes how you're gushing it's just this <laughs> like yeah this is the whole album guys you just fade it <laughs> just, there we go there we go produced like a fucking beast too it sounds Dude. great It's like there's so many different parts already. Yeah. It has that really Albini-esque quality to it. Like this riff, this is such a total shellac riff. Oh yeah, like obviously they listen to shellac and slant and of course. Yeah, it really it gives me a lot of touch and go vibes. Touch and go records for anybody who's confused by that statement. Oh, oh. I hate you. <laughs> so good. Oh. Dude, beat that chorus. I fucking dare you. That's a fucking. Oh, man, that song is good, dude. Holy shit. 
By the way, worst album. <laughs> oh, we're, we're doing it. It's like, no, there's no, there's no worst album. This is just my lesser favorite. Okay. Yeah. I, I think this one's sh- like, if we're S- Sophie's choice here, I would, I would pick this one. Over. Really? You picked this one. You're hot. You're fucking high, dude. You're fucking high. Yeah. Because general consensus is the next one yeah. is the best, but I don't know. There's this something real charming about this and it's like so the, the, just feels yeah. fresh to me every time i really? listen to it that's the complete opposite for me so the only reason i mean this is a great fucking album this is this is fantastic shit but all the, right the reason why i i go for the other one over this one is because i hear the influences in this album the yeah. next one it's like oh this is just the wrong band this is okay. this is drive okay this one i hear fugazi a lot in this album yeah a lot I don't mind it. Like I said, I think it's a nice stew. Um, I think Mark Trombino, Mm -hmm. beast of a drummer. Oh, yeah, he's incredible. Like a crime that he really only played drums for this man. I mean, he went he went on uh, getting ahead of myself. He went on to have a very successful producing and oh, yeah. mixing career. Platinum. Holy shit. Yes. So he did fine. He did real good. He did oh real God. good after the band. But it's he's so fucking talented. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, an interesting drummer more than anything. Like you can you can throw all the fucking drum rolls you want at me, but if it's like we're going to talk about it make beats yeah it's it's uh we're gonna talk about more when we cover the band but i think matt cameron from soundgarden is one of the the most inventive uh arrangers and percussionists of all time yeah like just you can so the thing about drive that i like a lot if you were to just isolate the drums that would be it's that would be a song that's how yeah how fucking intricate and fascinating these arrangements are i agree like you could except for the guitars, like you said. Um, and then they're just so good at making like interesting noise too. Like when we get to spikes for you, I don't know what the correct term is, but I'm gonna use a pack of bees because I think it sounds funny. <laughs> Isn't it swarm? Oh yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, got a pack of bees here. Yeah, I'm like I should look this up. It's not coming to me. I know it's not a pack of bees, but it sounds funny. But uh, so I pulled it up. Here we go. A pack of bees. Maybe I had the wrong timestamp. I hit myself, but uh, my window might have closed on them. Huh? My window might have closed. I might have done the wrong time. Wrong time zone. Still, it's still a great song. But yeah, uh, that noisy guitar solo, wherever it is, wherever it is. Uh, well, well, I mean, that's actually one of the few short songs on this entire album. It's like two minutes super short uh and that's another thing about about this band that's a very fascinating little thing they can go long they go long and it never feels long never ever not one song was i like wrap it up yeah dude my favorite song on the album is oh pencil sharp and that's literally almost 10 minutes long 
Also, it's like bookended by almost like shit you normal like. So that's another. That, yeah, that's like the Stooges episode where it's like stuff you would normally hate. Yeah, it works for you in the span. So well, the thing about that song is like there's a lot of fat on there in the beginning and ends because it's like so much damn near silence building mm-hmm. into the song. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's so many fucking cool parts on it. And like, but it's that, really that is a, a thing I do have a problem with in this whole album is how oddly it is paced like, i could see i can like oh i disagree i, I think it's really yeah i feel like what i get what they're trying to do with like the long pauses and the long like build-ups and and uh intros and outros and all that i think yeah like the first three tracks are pretty high energy and then you get like this epically long oh pencil sharp and then you're kind of fatigued from that and then Adam Jack just yeah. goes, hey, motherfucker, and punches you in the face. Yep, one and done. I yeah. do appreciate the hell out of that. Uh, they're actually really good at that in both albums. They do do that really well. Where it's like, all right, you sat through this motherfucker. Here's a little break. Yeah. A little quick little two, three minute guy. And then we're back to being you know, big old epics. Um, I think the weakest song for me is, I feel like you are probably going to hate me. Step on Chameleon. Uh, I don't hate you. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, you know, I think that's fair. Um, the main course is the like nicest sounding music yeah. you'll hear. It's pretty poppy. And I could see how that helped pave the way it, for indeed for emo. For sure it did. And that's it's like it's almost an anomaly in the band. Like they don't do a whole lot of stuff like that. So I was like, yeah. huh, this is a very interesting, interesting little thing. Also, uh what's his fucking name? Uh John is singing like the verse part of that song. He sounds a lot like a uh, damage era Henry Rollins. Interesting. Yeah. He, yeah, he does a lot of things that remind you of like a lot of different singers. And it's mm-hmm. just a pretty unique voice. He, like, that's like the only song he sing, he sings on. Like uh, nice speed. No, 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 no. Or sorry. Like clean singing. No, no, no. John. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, this is the only song he sings. Okay. Lead on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rick. He, yeah. 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 Jo- John's guitar player. Rick yeah. is, it says that he does. I've read that he does like, Backup, but you can you can never tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, who the fuck is this Henry Rollins sounding motherfucker? But uh, yeah, that song it's like it's not it's not even close to the longest song on here, but it's the only one that drags for me. Uh, the poppy stuff is fine; it's all mm-hmm. fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But these guys are better than fine, so yeah. it, it really does stick out to me. Uh, and it, the the actual that that rip that that whole poppy chorus thing it really reminds me. It's like the most '90s sounding thing they've ever done. Because for sure, because they're such a timeless sounding band. Uh, it sounds like you ever heard the band Hum? No. Oh boy, fuck, <laughs> fucking Hum, man. I used to. They have like, they had like one hit. Uh, they're a cool band, and I listened to like one album a lot. But they are a one trick pony. If I ever fucking heard it, it's okay. total nineties indie. It's fine for what it is. It's if you're in the mood for it, it's gonna scratch that itch. But it really reminded me of that. I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, but my personal favorite track on here is "If It Kills You." Great. Killer. Killer. There's like this high pitch thing in the beginning. I don't know if it's guitar. Um, Mark, the drummer, just <sighs> amazing again. And then I think that's like the strongest track for Rick. Like his singing is oh, just really? the twist and turns on that song. That and, breakthrough ha- breakdown halfway through is 
and it all happens so fast and it's so flawless and it's seven minutes and i had to look up that it was that long because it never felt that long yeah it's like at least with uh oh pencil sharp like you can tell it's a long fucking song because of the intro and outro mm-hmm. but that one it's like they're really good at really uh, at keeping uh, holding your attention throughout these long fucking things like because there it's not like a like a like a what is it riff salad that's the term or like yeah it's not constantly changing every few seconds it's just one constant thing that that's slowly and they like revisit things like you're never gonna be like oh that's a cool riff and not hear it again yeah yeah no it, it, if you like something good because this it will it, it's very satisfying in that respect also i think talking about it i think another reason i like this one more is uh, like all my notes, I have something about like the drums. So I think oh, this because yeah. the drumming is more memorable. I'm gonna say memorable. It's it's not better or worse between the albums, mm. but to me, the drumming is just so much way more memorable. Like turn it off. Uh-huh. Insane stuff going on Great there. Great ups and downs. Yeah, even yeah. when the band goes mellow, mm. Mark's still at an eleven. Yeah, it's. Oh, I, I really such noted, a good song. I really noted it on uh, Future Home uh, Suck Monstrosity. Drums, I think it's a weak closer, especially considering we have shit like If It Kills You and O Pencil Sharp. But that dude is going ham on yes. those drums. He's going crazy. He, man, like I said, a crime. I mean, he got, he, I hope he got paid. Even if he didn't, he's fine. Yeah, I know. He's fine. He's but fine. like, oh man, what, what he could have other drumming he could have done, but I will say also like, yeah, stucco. It's like, you're hearing all this new stuff and it's almost like stuck. It may, maybe a better album if they left stucco off of it. Yeah. Because like you're so amped and you've heard, you've heard, I don't want to say all their tricks, but you're you're very familiar with the band. It gets samey toward the end. It does. It yeah, that's that that's song. what I'm looking for. Yeah. Samey. Uh, that's exactly another reason why I thought it was weaker. It, toward the end, I was like, it doesn't. I'm starting to feel the length of it. It's not that they're getting boring, but it, it's definitely the novelty of like, well, what's going to happen next has worn off because you they started repeating it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing with the pacing that that I had. Like, why wouldn't you end it with one of your fucking epic? You have plenty of epic songs. Uh. And that's the thing that I think they fixed on the next album. They they started like it, it sounds like someone came in and was like, "This is how the album should flow. This is where this should go. This is where this should." And it's like it seems like even even this album is still really well thought out in that respect because like mm-hmm. it literally starts out slow, gets longer, gets longer, peaks at a, the longest song, and then gets slow, again gets shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter as it, as it goes on. Yeah. So it has this like uh fucking almost bell curve to it. Uh, in terms of the song lengths and stuff. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to sum up the album in but, a very technical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, but this is a great album. I highly recommend it. Alex is preferred, and uh, it'd be his best if they had more things. Uh, but now let's move on to the one probably more known. I would say this is 1994's Yank Crime. bangers of oh. songs this was uh the first drive song i ever heard and i was like do i like this 
And it took about 30 seconds for me to realize, yeah, I like this. I think that's a fair reaction. That's kind of how I... I felt towards, uh, like, proper, e like, original emo. Uh-huh. Like, because it's such a dirty word yeah. when I was younger that anything... Remotely close to it was... Yeah. I always second You're guess, a big old mo if you listen to that. Uh, yeah, 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 like, even... Even, like, at the drive-in, like, go on to love, I was like, wait... Yeah. I would say even even the emo that's mostly bad, I'd say there's there's still something to grab onto there. There's some, still some stuff that I wouldn't mind listening to, unfortunately. God, that's a great fucking riff. And that guitar, it's just scraping. There's no riff there. It's just scraping. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's a riff. The dude just scraping the guitar is a riff. That's it's very fugazi, but even more noisy. Amazing. So this is, oh man. This is a fucking noise rock masterpiece. I adore this album. It's it's weird. I think the first, not that this one's not technical, but I'm going to give the slight edge to technical stuff in the first one. I feel like they kind of went in reverse because usually bands get more brutal and then they get a little crazier. Yeah. And this is like it. This got more brutal. It is in terms of the the writing simpler. It is simpler. Yes. However, that does not mean it's worse. No. It's also this is this is the album where I feel like they're the noise rock ISIS because all right, we're gonna do one riff for mm -hmm. seven minutes, but it's not gonna get boring, and things are gonna keep happening over. Things are gonna keep getting introduced and removed and brought back and returned to, and like, do you compute? Oh my god! Oh man! It's just the one baseline for how long is the fucking song? long <laughs> super long that's uh, uh seven minutes 12 seconds yeah it does not uh, even a little bit feel like that that is dude i expert build up i love the intro to that song uh we talked about it a little earlier that's one of the songs where they go pretty for a little bit mm -hmm. and i wish i wish i kind of wish it was the whole song or more of it right because it's it's so good but then, yeah, if this gets punishing again, and it is just uh, a, a great, great song. And also, so it does, like that first track is pretty not indicative of, of the whole album, because it's like, it's not super short, not super long, it's really ugly, it's like mm -hmm. that main riff is really ugly, uh, and it has moments where it gets kind of pretty here and there, it has a lot of ups and downs, but then as soon as Do You Compute comes on, it's like, oh, they're just a whole different they're way beyond, way beyond. Yeah, oh, the um, last thing I'll say about Here Comes the Rome, Rome Plows. Um, we're talking about how influential it is. Um, I could hear like how the Blood Brothers love. I forgot about that band. Yeah. With fucking Haley Jawsman singing. <laughs> uh, he's a little, little chubby dude with red hair. I don't know what they look like now. I saw them and they were and when they were young, oh, okay, I can tolerate them, but the the whiny Volk, yeah. I wouldn't call them full on emo, but no. what, they they can be fun. They play some brutal stuff. They're uh -huh. they're not awful, but right, I can like I can hear how much they love this album. I the first time I ever heard them 
was when I saw them live. I got a free ticket. I'm yeah. like, oh, f- <laughs> fine. I don't care. And I was like, oh, all right. They're fine. It's not yeah. like, really my bag. Yeah. They're, I'm sure I would appreciate more if I got like some alone time with the music, but mm-hmm. um, vocals can be a little abrasive. Uh, very whiny. Not, it's not full on whiny, but it's very in the, the Cedric vein of like, yeah, just at 10 super high all the time. All the time. Um, Golden Brown is a perfect example of that. All right. You sat through the big epic. Here's a short little palate cleanser right there. Just kick your ass real quick. And, and, and then Luau. That song. Wow. Even without hearing that song, like just looking at the lyrics is insane it's a subject that's not really covered in rock music what's it about uh it's about the westernization of hawaii 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 interesting Um, and i was this like hmm like you don't i i just want to say you don't hear that in rock music covered yeah and (laughs) This this band that sounds nothing like Hawaii and bunch of fucking white kids. Really. Yeah, and it's just like this kind of like indulgent, like fat, like murder fantasy of mm. like all the locals is beating the shit out of the tourists and like that's it's fucking hilarious. That's that's a great visual. Yeah, I mean, not literally, but like. For for a, for a theme for a song a song lyrically I think that's fucking hilarious. So yeah, I was just kind of taken aback. Like, who does that? And then who does like? If you were, I wouldn't expect it from this genre of no, music. No. So, and but musically, it's not literally three notes for nine minutes, mm-hmm. but it's damn near it. It's yeah. damn near three chromatic notes. But oh my god, the the dips. The fucking peaks and valleys, yeah. away. and then that oh oh god, it's just just so much happening. I can't even begin to explain. It's like the it's the ultimate build up song. I've it's just so much build up, and the the payoffs really do rival what I get from listening to ISIS. Like the payoffs, like I oh agree. my god, I agree. like you knew it was coming, you knew it was coming, and when it gets there, it's uh, oh, oh, oh all right. Let's hope I have my timestamp correct on um. On this song, the the fucking math rocky part. Um, For which? Uh, Luau. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play. I'm going to start it on like the brutal part. So people get an idea of like it starts here. And then when it hits like the math rock part, like, f- fuck, that's good. Mm-hmm. Three minutes or uh, ten minutes. Of- yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I really do love the vocals, the, that vocal hook. It, it's, it's Rick and another guy who's not in the band singing on this one. It's uh, Rob I can listen to this all fucking day. (laughs) This is gonna end up listening. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's Rob Crow. He's in like a bunch of bands I never heard of, but it's it's him and Rick singing that fucking really really catchy hook. Um, there's like every song now. I don't want to be that guy. Says every song can be dissected, but like God, there's like a lot of things. Well, happening. you kind of have to with two albums. With, I know, I yeah. suppose so. But yeah, I don't know how you can do fucking nine minutes of that and it just never gets old and the same thing can be said with super unison which comes on directly after and seven minutes and it's again you have no idea it's that long well from what i read that's like what everyone thinks is the best song on this album what super unison really for whatever reason i mean it's fantastic i think it's fucking incredible i love it but i don't know if it's the best i'm not in charge here yeah i mean i am but um so one thing i love about that song so Starts out good, keeps elaborating, like we keep saying, and the elabor- mm. it gets better as it goes on. But you do this thing where uh, it there's a breakdown at four minutes in, and that breakdown is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's really, it's really subdued. It's really it has like that cool little quiet drum roll as they're you know doing the melody on top of it. But at two minutes in, they tease that breakdown. So like when you've already heard the, the song a million times, it just does this weird thing for me, where like where it teases it. I know it's coming. And because it doesn't go into it, I get to be more apt. Like, I can't wait till they go into it. I can't wait till they fucking yeah. go into it. It's a great song. Great fucking song. Like little arrangement choices like that are really fucking smart to just tease apart. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then they do the smart thing where like there's kind of some fatigue. A new intro just is great breather. It's just a nice instrumental. Mm hmm. And then you get an appropriate title, New Math, and that's just signature Yahoo craziness. Yeah. Just uh, all over the place. It, a lot, those songs really do sound like working titles that never got really. Yeah. Named, yeah. Which I've been there. I've done that countless times. Uh, well, I think like f- maybe more in hindsight, like New Math is a uh, like. Maybe. It really well, it works like for a, the like, band, like a meta type thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I remember, I remember the days of being in a band, and every single uh, new song had the word "new" in front of it, with like some form of adjective after it. But yeah, and the thing about uh, new intro, new intro is not. It's like first of all, their only instrumental song, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the most subdued song in the whole. It's the quietest. It doesn't really go crazy ever. It's mm-hmm. like just the perfect palate cleanser really really does a great job um and that's what i think that's why I, I think the pacing of this album is one of the best in like all of noise rock it's just it's 50 something minutes 55 minutes or around there and it doesn't never feels like it and i have such a, i have such a fucking bias against long albums like yeah. if you pass 40 minutes for me i'm already like looking for reasons to not <laughs> like you but i never feel it i never feel it um sinews that is the, or the intro is the most oh, the beautiful incredible intro i'm i'm sorry if you're gonna play any of these songs but i'm just gonna i mean at the, i'm gonna we, we have so little to pick from yeah. yeah i wish they this did a full pretty song i mean that's kind of what new intro is yeah but this intro i i do agree it dwarfs the song the song is pretty fucking hefty. It's nine minutes or nine minutes. And I like the song. I think it has one of the, 
the darkest, ugliest riffs I've ever done. Also, this intro was just unmatched. Also, I think this version is superior to the original version for Infinitely. sure. It was Infinitely. the right choice. Infinitely. Uh, streaming, you can find the original version like on like tacked on at the bonus end. tracks. I think we should just open the podcast with this song and talk over. If there was no copyright laws, I fucking definitely <laughs> would. I love that. If I was a psychopath, I would just like edit it and loop the pretty parts. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just oh. to like sit and meditate or yeah. study. Or just, yeah. are too because like these are hefty fucking songs oh yeah three minute intros technically it's a long intro but oh because it it's like it is the intro it's i'm like man it's not long enough yeah yeah and and also it doesn't revisit this at all no the song itself is completely different it's just i i'm actually surprised this isn't just a a standalone track Mm. yeah We're just gonna end up listening. Just the whole intro. I'm okay with that, honestly. And again, one guitar is hitting just. One, one guitar is doing an actual melody. The other one's just like scraping it, hitting all kinds of long notes, mm-hmm. just, just kind of hammering on it. And for some, like Fugazi, it just fucking comes across as really pretty. It's strange. Also, like, we're already in a completely different place. That's the, that's the whole intro. And then it turns into this. But it's not jarring at all how we ended up there either. It's just really nice. Like it's almost like when you drive from the city into the ghetto, and into the ghetto. I was gonna <laughs> use like the mountains or the desert oh, or something right, right, like that, but or yeah, that's more appropriate because what it is, it's the it's that bridge that connects Beverly Hills to that part of L.A. Oh yeah, have you ever have you driven that? No. That, that? So it's Beverly Hills, which is obviously Beverly Hills, and there's a long bridge. Not like a not like there's no water under it, but it has like the, the it's a it's a bridge. Yeah, and then you get. To the just the gnarliest, dirtiest part of LA. It's like, Damn. oh, really? This is what separates the classes? You f- <laughs> wow, life sucks. But uh, one thing, another thing I'll say about the, the pacing of this one, which is why I like it so much, I think Human Interest is probably my least favorite track on the album. And it's the second to last song on an already pretty long album. And it's one of the shortest songs. It's like the most Whoa. perfectly placed bad song. And it's not even a bad song. So it's like, it's, it's just I, I would say the it's- right spot. I would say it's more like the middle because there's like four tracks left after that. What are you talking about? Human Interest. Human Interest. It's second to last song. It's Trek. Trek 8. And then you got Sanus. You got Hand Over Fist. Those are bonus tracks. Oh, I didn't know those were bonus tracks. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I did not. Yeah, album ends at Sinews, the first one. Motherfucker. (laughs) You know what? Even if they weren't... (sighs) Dude, uh, fuck it. I love in my head, in my canon, uh-huh. Bullet Train to Vegas is It's a great song. Great song. I like the idea of the album closing 
not on a low quiet. I like that going out on an 11 the way they came in. Oh, because that, that's a fucking short song, dude. That's a short ass song. That's another like if that song doesn't get you amped, I don't know what will. Oh, it's a great. It's a great song. That, but the thing is that that does change things, actually, because it does change a lot of things. Because when I first heard I've heard this album countless times mm-hmm. and I've heard it just the nine tracks the the way it was intended so when i listen to it with the bonus tracks those bonus tracks do not sound like they were made for this album oh, like, okay it's definitely they they do sound like they're like recorded. tacked on they do for sure uh fair enough i like alexines as a closing track for sure because yeah even like um hand over fists is just like even the subject matter is like really fucking uncomfortable mm. and god damn what a good band what a good band and they didn't like officially really break up it was just rocket was a bigger priority uh-huh. to reese for some reason uh and wait how many albums do they got we're eventually going to cover them pretty soon but um i would need to look that up but um yeah rocket just became a bigger priority to him and they kind of like drifted off Mm-hmm. And then um seven albums. Okay. Um but I'm assuming they were pretty active during this time period as well. Well, they put out two albums in '95 uh, the next okay. year. Man, they're making it for lost time. Jesus. Yeah. But uh yeah, so they got back together because I didn't know these things existed, but they have like these organ pavilions and parks Mm -hmm. and i guess there's quite a few in san diego wait what do you mean it's a like amphitheater in a in a public park Mm. and they have a big crazy organ really and they would do like shows for people back in the day i don't know what the status is now i've never probably full of homeless but anyways they had restored one and um re i don't know why something about it he was like this be perfect for yehu Mm -hmm. and obviously you know he's there was never any bad blood still friends Mm -hmm. with all the guys and uh he's like i think we should do these these shows with this Mm -hmm. huge organ interesting and they all said yes uh and i think it's interesting that um mark and mike the bass player mm-hmm. they hadn't played music since yahoo uh-huh. like uh um mark had to buy a drum kit because he really with yeah. all of his millions of dollars is that what he, what he bought it with well what i'm impressed by is his ability to pick it up again yeah you don't dec- lose that muscle memory yeah the yeah. the decades of not playing and yeah, they uh, they played shows throughout 2016, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Okay, that was a that was a good run." That's fun, and now we're done. Yeah, I respect the fucking shit of that. Slint did the same thing, mm-hmm. and I that's one where uh, I refuse to miss that reunion. It's like uh, it was I, one of those things where I was like, "I'll die if I miss this." I yeah, saw, yeah I saw them at Fuck Yeah Fest. I saw them at what's what's it the the, the Fonda. Whatever the moth carpet, nice. Um, that was yeah, that, that, I think that, that might have been the first show to make me cry. I was right oh, in the wow. front row. I was like, "Oh my god, this is my childhood." <laughs> but yeah, it's one. Yeah, if you don't 
miss those opportunities. You just, you really can't. No. Or like if someone's old, go, go watch them live because like I, like motorhead played so many shows yeah i just thought lemmy was gonna live forever i never saw motorhead dude that's fucking heartbreaking and that's the reason why i'm so happy that i got a chance to see iggy pop oh thank yeah. you alex yeah because he's one of those where, like i know like i'm not super jazzed on his solo stuff i don't hate it yeah but i like i don't feel like super inclined to go pay a bunch of money but it's one of those guys you gotta see you have yeah. to before he dies you are uh when we were young men we talked about charles bradley uh, and i think i said and i'm gonna repeat myself like instantly learning his story i'm like this man is not in good health no. i need to see him live every time he's in la i think i saw him like three times uh-huh. And then, yeah, he passed away and I was like, I was upset because he, he seems like a good guy, but also like I, I did my due diligence. Yeah. Episode 26, by the way, that, that episode needs more listens and views, please. Yeah. Episode is a victim of love. It is just like many other, well, like a few others, like strangely not popular episodes. Po- bands that we think are good point of the story is uh i don't know what touring for bands is going to be like after all this i yeah. don't know how many venues are going to make it out but big ones i would say almost exclusively course, the big ones yeah. but yeah when it is safe and bands are touring again please go even if they're young young rascals go. yeah yeah, I've I've donated money to to artists that I love, and like I've, I mean, just buy their shit, man. Buy their merch, man. Yeah, like, you don't have to if you don't want to listen to the record or you don't want to buy their records, just buy merch, something. Venmo them. I've literally Venmoed artists like yeah. a bunch of money because like please stay alive. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, but I don't know when we get. I'm just gonna fuck it because uh, it's a short episode. I saw Mastodon is on unemployment and that oh, is depressing because they're fucking wildly successful wildly they're for success, a metal band for a metal, for a metal band. band they're huge yeah and i'm just like what the fuck it's it's so upsetting and i and i so they're fucking wildly successful again for a metal band but then i look at all the other ones like all the artists on sergeant house which is a fucking amazing label like they're not anywhere nearly as big even th- close like man I, you look at like a daughters or a deaf heaven and like they're really popular but boy they don't look like they're doing too well like yeah. deaf heaven had to put out uh, like a live album like oh, recently okay. just like to try and get something out of it mm-hmm. obviously lingua notice struggling and daughters and all them uh, chelsea wolf has been putting out a lot of promo stuff a lot of like limited edition vinyls and, and merch and all that emma ruth rundle again like a great label and I just feel like, fuck, man, I wish you could do more. Like, God Yeah, because also we're this, you know, we only have finite money, too. I'm broke as fuck, dude. <laughs> like, I'm dying here. I, I under I've I've done it, too. I've I've given Zill and Ardor money. Yeah. And yeah. So I don't have a lot of it. But when I can and I feel a little topped off, I'm I'm trying yeah i ordered that new mastodon album i ordered the new idols album i'm i'm, tr- yeah. I'm trying we're showing our fucking bias here because like yeah there's plenty of charities fuck all that bullshit we do it we do it to what helps us well yeah i, I don't, mean yeah i don't think it's fair because i think the the arts are important and 
it's it's an apples and oranges thing. Like if you have causes that are important to like by all means, that's all. I mean, that because you can you can uh, like <laughs> preach about like donating to whatever causes or charity, but like really the only thing that you're, it's gonna drive you to do it is if it if it really matters to you personally, and like arts is something that really fucking matters to us personally. Mm-hmm. Like I'm literally a fucking struggling artist, so like of course I'm gonna feel like that that bond. Like oh man, I know I understand. Please. Dude, keep, I've, keep doing what you're doing. I feel bad. I got to buy some merch from some indie wrestlers next because I haven't uh, really. Your second love? Yeah, yeah, I haven't really like supported too many indie wrestlers through this. Well, mostly because like half of them came out as scumbags, but we're way, way off topic. Yeah. <laughs> a fuck, dude. This is a podcast. If you go to a fucking radio show. Go to a radio show. This is a, this is a if you want, podcast. If you want a clear, concise, clean history of the band that's yeah. what thrash theory is exactly. for exactly <laughs> we're fucking idiots dude we're just talking bullshit uh also i i do believe that translate people like uh the honesty and the bullshit and oh that's, yeah that's, I, that's what i'm here no for. no the podcast is a, a way more casual format yeah, and yeah. dude uh, when i hear people with like that perfect audio and the perfect format and the schedule and here's what we're gonna talk about today and here it's, it's more like a radio program yeah, that makes me fucking throw up dude i'm not that's not what i'm about um I don't even wear pants most of the time. That's not what I'm about. But this man wasn't even wearing a shirt when I got here. I was full on white trash mode when he got here. I had my boots on, but not laced. No shirt. Um, but I mean, it's not much of a recap. Your per- your favorite would be the first album. Yep. My favorite would be Yank Crime. Uh, but check out both albums. They're a great band. Uh, it's two albums. They're long by album standards. But considering we've done bands with up to thirteen albums. Yeah. This is a breeze brisk did, did it one day. Yeah. Awesome. Walk through the park. If you are a fan of heavy music. And I would say even if you if you're a fan of Fugazi, this is like yeah. a very jagged and sharp Fugazi. Very rough around the edges Fugazi. They kind of live in the weird appeals to heavy music, but also like alternative. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. You're not going to find any growlers here. You're not going to find any like super, super heavy, fuzzy guitars or anything like that. Still clangy. Still very kind of ear on the ear piercing side, mm-hmm. but just still also very intricate. Uh, but that wraps it up. This was look at this, Alex. Guess how long this one? 45. 54. 54. But thank you so much for listening and watching. If you want to support us, please subscribe on youtube.com slash every album ever, as well as, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can leave the five star rating reviews if you'd like. Don't go out of your way, though. We don't care. We just like that you're here. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture. If you want to stay up to date with the artists that we're currently covering uh, next week. I already forgot, but it's going to be cool. <laughs> Wait. Oh. What? Oh, it's right. Halloween next week. Oh, it's right. It's Halloween. Cause ah, it's right. Little inside baseball. Yeah. We're getting, we're building up the archives. We're trying to build back our backlog. We, we, we're, we've been hanging on by a fucking thread. Then the things we do for you people, <laughs> thin, <laughs> you people No, like literally record, then edit and then throw it out the next day because like we've we, ran out. We've been on a real tight schedule, but yeah. um, we're building it up. Our next episode will be about Samhain, Samhain, take your pick. I'm not going to be... Either or. Yeah. So, like, last year, Halloween, we did... We did the Misfits. We did the Misfits. And on that episode, I believe I I said, 
every Halloween we got to do, do another Danzig band. Yes. And sure enough, we're at another like. Oh, here we are. It came by quick. It, it came. We quick. didn't even really make a. We this kind of. We didn't even make a big deal about hitting a year. We just kind of set it and. I mean, that's how you moved it. in business it's, as usual. I like that more. Honestly, I like the <laughs> I like the podcast just being a part of life because that's that's honestly what I'm going to listen to because I I go through phases where I'll, I'll listen to like two or three podcasts religiously and then I'll drop off and find another two or three that I listen to religiously. But it's like you want to feel like they're always going to be there. It's that like that's your buddy who you never speak to, but they're yes. always speaking to you. We're your buddy. We're but, your buddy. Uh, We're your comfort blanket. Hell yeah. So don't feel like you're you're missing out if you miss an episode. Just find a band you like that we talk about and then hate us when we shit all over that band. But uh, since that brings us to the end. Oh, yeah. The Spotify playlist, of course. There's, an, there's a link in the description of wherever you're listening or watching. It's going to be a little it's, not playlisty. It's just going to be Yank Crime because self-titled isn't streaming. But if self-titled ever gets thrown up, we'll... Add it, yeah, because that, yeah, we didn't mention that when we were talking about the album. Uh, it was streaming until recently. I had it saved on my phone for, for like a year ago, maybe less. They recently took it off. Don't know why. I'm I'm assuming something involving copyright, but something. Uh, it's a bummer. But there's just going to be Yank Cram on there. It doesn't matter. You can find it easily on YouTube or whatever. Or you can buy it. You know, support bands like we just keep saying over and over again. Uh, Swat is it Swami Records? Swami for Yank Crime. I don't know about the first one. Well, no, Swami um is John Re- Reese's oh, record label. So, if you want to support this guy who's created I, a million different bands, think, check out yeah. Swami Records. Swami re-released it, I believe. Yeah, he probably got the rights yeah. back to it from Interscope. I it's, forgot to say that. Yeah, um, because it's not really a big deal that they were on Interscope. Yeah, I'm curious. Actually, hold on a second. Yeah, I don't think he got the rights to the first album. I'm not seeing anything about Swami for the first album. No, no, it's not. It's not. That's interesting. I wonder what happened there. Interesting. Hmm. If we were better at our jobs, we would know this, but it's hard when the band is not documented that much. I have no idea. Anyways, uh, we Lord of the Rings, your asses. You're goddamn right. So 20 different endings right now. Last song. What? What are we going to do? I you can have it. I have because we play, played a lot of songs and I do have one in mind. What were you thinking? First album, second album. I'm thinking second album and only because we we kept talking about it and played nothing. And that is do you compute? Excellent choice. Hell yeah. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. See ya.